0: when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. Rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code cupofmurder at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, like they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder sometimes solving one crime can lead to a domino effect. On July 5th, 1957, a man was born who would go on to brutally take the life of a 10-year-old girl, a victim that set off a domino effect, leading to up to 70 more victims. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Donald Leroy Evans, born July 5, 1957, in Leet, Michigan, was the seventh of nine children born to an average working-class couple. At least, that's what it seemed like from the outside looking in. In reality, Juanita Evans, Donald's mother, suffered from an extreme drinking problem and was incredibly violent with her many children. So much so that, by the ninth grade, Donald had dropped out of school, joined a local gang, started doing drugs, and by just 16 years old, had tried to take his own life by mixing his recreational drugs with roach poison. Donald survived his attempt and survived living with his mother and eventually made his way out of Michigan and into the Marine Corps, though this was short-lived, and he was discharged in 1976, citing psychiatric issues. At some point, he made his way to Galveston, Texas, where, in 1986, he was arrested, charged, and found guilty of assaulting and raping a local woman. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison for rape, but ended up only serving five before being paroled in April of 1991. While on parole, Donald kept his status as an offender to himself, buttered up his neighbors and friends, and convinced everyone that he was an ex-convict turned faithful churchgoer and charity worker, which would have been great if any of it was true. According to the stories, he even had an employer convinced that he was attending a Chicago university when he was really serving time. Shortly after being released on parole, Donald, telling quite a few lies on his application, took a job as a desk clerk at a Galveston motel, but was let go from the position after the parole officials deemed a sex offender working in a motel setting inappropriate. So instead, he tried to get back on his feet by working aboard a fishing boat, but found himself back in hot water when he made threats to a former girlfriend and an arrest warrant was issued. On July 26, 1991, Donald stole the car of a man trying to help him out, cashed this man's checks, used his birth certificate to get a new license, and made his way to Mississippi trying to avoid his arrest. On August 1st, 1991, Donald Leroy Evans, who at this point was posing as a man named Joe Williams, claiming he was a teacher and part-time scuba diver, accompanied 10-year-old Beatrice Louise Roth to a grocery store before suggesting that she come with him to a beachside barbecue at Gulfport Park. She agreed, and once alone, Donald grabbed the young girl, placed duct tape on her mouth, assaulted and raped her, and then strangled her to death before disposing of her body in a nearby rural area. Tammy Jean Giles, Beatrice's mother, let her daughter go with Joe to the store, saying he was a, quote, nice guy willing to help her and her daughter. So when Beatrice didn't come home later that day, she knew exactly who to look for. Five days after Beatrice was murdered, Donald Leroy Evans was arrested after fleeing the state and, almost immediately, confessed to the murder, claiming he was overcome with guilt and regret. On August 11th, he led police to Beatrice's body, and when an autopsy was done, officials said that the young girl was conscious during her entire attack and could feel every ounce of pain he inflicted upon her. Now in custody awaiting trial and feeling the guilt wash over him, Donald started to confess to not just Beatrice's murder, but the murders of more than 70 innocent people in 22 different states. He said that, while drifting from state to state between 1977 and 1986, he abducted victims from local rest areas and parks, earning the nickname, Rest Area Killer. Not only that, but he could lead investigators to each and every one of his many victims. If his claims were true, he would have been the nation's most prolific serial killer. This, of course, came to light just as Jeffrey Dahmer was captured. So his tangible and provable crimes eclipsed Donald's claims in the papers, but police knew they had to start an investigation into his terrifying stories. They were, of course, skeptical, but according to his court appointed attorney, Donald told investigators about the death of two sex workers in Florida in 1985, and with this evidence was sent to Fort Lauderdale and Daytona Beach, it, quote, basically matched in detail what Evans told investigators. The victims were Ira Jean Smith, a sex worker from Fort Lauderdale whose body was found in the closet of a hotel room, and Janet Movich, a homeless woman found in a wooded lot in Daytona Beach, strangled to death and sexually assaulted. When his fingerprints were matched to those found at the scene of Ira's murder, there was no doubt that at least some of his claims had to be true. While all of this was happening on August 16th, 1993, Donald Evans, acting as his own co-counsel, pled guilty, and was convicted by a Mississippi jury of sexual battery and murder. Three days later, he was sentenced to death. He threatened to stay silent about his many other victims unless he was allowed to share his story with the world. And when told about the ramifications he may face if the public found out about his 10-year crime spree, the 34-year-old said he wanted to, quote, get the truth out, there have been misconceptions about how people like me are allowed to slip through the system. And quote, "How can you hurt this case? I mean, I'm going to death row. What are they going to do? Kill me? In 1995, Florida authorities charged, tried, and convicted him of the murder of Ira Jean Smith, for which he received a life sentence. He was never charged with the murder of Janet Movich. Donald would later admit to the misleading authorities when it came to his other crimes, though a number of officials from different jurisdictions, have found cases that they believe they can connect to Donald Evans, at least 12 of which he is the main suspect. Unfortunately, Donald Evans will never stand trial for any of his other potential murders. That's because on January 5th, 1999, Donald Leroy Evans was fatally stabbed by a fellow inmate in the Mississippi State Penitentiary. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 6th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.